Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you wanna see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and actually write out why you like the show. I ask you guys this every week, so do it. Also, comment something if you're watching on, on YouTube right now. Let's say, why don't we comment... The American Dragon, Brian Danielson. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Just comment something. It helps in the algorithm. And, uh, oh, don't mind me. I'm just drinking my Dr. Pepper and cream soda, zero sugar. Uh, <laughs> Paul, are you getting paid by Dr. Pepper? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? But I love this shit. I love the, the zero-calorie sodas but not the diet. I like the, the zero sugar or like Coke zero and, you know, Pepsi zero and stuff like that. But Dr. Pepper and cream soda, zero sugar is pretty damn good. Um, and I just like it because it's zero calories, zero carbs. So it, it fits in my, my diet lifestyle. And I don't like drinking water all the time. So some people might say, well, Paul, that's not good for you. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's zero Calories, zero carbs. It works for me. And um, I like it. Anyway, that's not what the show's about today. Oh my God, I went on a, a Dr. Pepper tangent. Um, my guest today is the TikToker, formerly known as the Spunky Millennial. And um, she, she pretty much rebranded at the time of this recording, which was kind of funny uh, because I had written up notes all based on spunky millennial. And she's like, Oh, I hired a, I hired a social media coach and he suggested using my real name. So now she rebranded everything to Sarah Don Moore. So by the time you're watching this, she's all of her stuff has been branded Sarah Don Moore, but, uh, I was following her, you know, and, and you guys know me, I'm, you know, I'm a little leery when it comes to female creators talking to men about men's stuff, uh, because most of them, you know, they, they don't know their ass from their elbow. Let's just get real here. And they don't understand the plights of men. They don't understand what it's like to have to cold approach a woman. You know, they, they just they just have to look pretty and show up. So how could they possibly know what it's like being a man in the dating and relationship market? Um, but she's a little bit different. And I noticed recently at the time of the recording of, of this intro that she's tailoring a lot of her content towards women now so that women can better understand men. And I totally think that's great. Like, I think if, if women understand what it takes to get and keep a man, like they're, they're the best resources for other women to learn that stuff. The same way as uh, uh, you don't ask a fish how to catch a fish, you ask a fisherman. Same way that you don't ask women for advice about women, you ask a man that's successful with being with women. You know what I mean? So she's slightly different. She's also very well read. She's read over a hundred books on relationships and sexual dynamics. After this recording, she asked me for some book recommendations and I recommended how to be a 3% man. So she started reading that book. She already messaged me back saying, oh, this is a fantastic book. He's, he's spot on and stuff like that, which no shit. <laughs> no shit. Anyway, Sarah, she's really, really cool. 
you'll love this interview. And I will bring that to you right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey you, I'm going to make this real quick. I know you hate ads. If you like this show, if you love this podcast, if you think more men should tune in, then you should consider joining my Patreon. You will be supporting the show and I get to help more men level up their lives. There's now five tiers available starting as low as $5 a month. It's like buying me a beer and each tier gives you better bonuses. Visit patreon.com slash come on man pod to sign up. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. One last time, that's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Help me help more men level up and be better with women. All right, joining me this week is a pretty charismatic individual who is seeking to bridge the gap between men and women. Her name is Sarah Moore. And she's not just a spunky millennial. She's the spunky millennial, or rather the artist formerly known as the spunky millennial, which I just found out a few minutes ago. What's going on, Sarah? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Made a strategic decision to go full blown with my name mm -hmm. um, so that people can recognize me um, just like Emily King, just like other people that have done this. It's kind of I don't want them searching for multiple different things, but I am still spunky and I'm still a millennial. Oh, OK, so, it's, so it works out. You, you don't worry about uh what's it called? Like rebranding, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, in the middle of, in the middle of having 236,000 followers, I think TikTok will, will be forgiving, but I haven't really started on YouTube and Instagram. So before I do that, it's like, I either do it now or I do it never. Mm -hmm. And I think with TikTok, they recognize not necessarily the name as much, but the red screen in the back, you know, yeah. once you kind of see that come up, they're like, Oh, here's, Here's the girl that has a sharp mouth and advocates for men. Right. Okay. So that, that does make sense because I've, I've dabbled in marketing for years, probably a good 17 years or so. Just uh, like that's not what I do for a living, but I've dabbled mm -hmm. in it. And uh, one thing that I do find funny is whenever a marketing manager takes over a company, the first thing they do is rebrand because they want to make it their own. But you know mm -hmm. who never rebrands? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is recognized worldwide. Um, all right, shifting gears there, though. So you're pretty new to the space. Um, and I, th I think you just started your TikTok account back in January, right? Yeah, uh huh. February, actually, February 18th, I think, was my first post. It was right after, okay. right after Valentine's Day. Yep, uh, I just... Oh put one out there and it, it went a little viral and I didn't realize how much this was needed and how yeah. much people are listening. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty big space. Um, so I was originally curious about what brought you into it, but then I saw one of your videos explaining it in, mm -hmm. in 2017, you were engaged to an alcoholic abuser who broke things off six days before the wedding. <laughs> There you go. That yeah. sums it up. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, I was, I mean, look, after you look back, you realize that both people had issues going in and both people had issues going out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were not, we're not necessarily meant to be together. Texas, I was in Texas at the time. I was in Houston, go mm -hmm. H town. And it's a very traditional state. I appreciate some things there that were good, but also the, the over 30 unmarried crowd is not very forgiving. So, you know, we both felt very compelled to kind of rush into things and um, realize that there was definitely some differences between us. And he was, he liked his liquor a little bit more than he, he liked me. He <laughs> mm. was pretty, he was pretty, emotionally um, unavailable, but I was also very codependent and very enabling. And my, I have a long history and a lineage from my dad was an alcoholic and he was in recovery, but I learned 
I learned codependency 101 from the women, the women in my family. Um, and that's why I started this. I realized that it's, it starts with personal accountability and I could go on blaming him for the rest of my life. And, oh, he wasted my good years. Oh, I, I spent so much time, you know, just wasted in that relationship. But, but I didn't. It was, it was for me, the relationship that, that, turned, that changed everything in my life and, and essentially broke the cycle in my family and the women in my family. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so the video said that you, you lost yourself in, in drugs and other men to numb the pain and humiliation. Was that mm-hmm. after he broke things off or, or was that mm-hmm. during the, the abusive relationship? <laughs> that was after. No. Nope. Okay. It was. A- okay. That makes sense. <laughs> no. That, so, no, so, no. So, when, so when he broke things off from the uh, said, I don't want to get married. Was that the end of the relationship or did you guys try to stick together for a little bit? I mean, yeah, we tried, but I uh-huh. think there's really no coming back from that type of a situation. Yeah. We, we were hoping, you know, okay, maybe we can kind of salvage this, but it really was unsalvageable. And so I didn't really know what to do at that point. I was just really humiliated and I came I don't know. I came from a background of like always perfect and everything's fine. And like people were going to my Facebook and going, wait, we're, we're supposed to get married like a couple of days ago. And then now you're not. And it's oh, like, so you, so, I mean, it was really public then like all, yeah, all over social I mean, media, all your friends and family probably already had plane tickets booked and stuff. And Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody was on their way. It was going to be a destination. It was in Arizona, which was our, you know my hometown. It was paid for, it was ready to go. And it just, yeah, it just blew up. And then I didn't, I didn't take responsibility. I didn't really want to know. I didn't really want to know what happened for like a couple of years. I was just like, men suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go down this path. Um, I got addicted to benzodiazepines because I was in so much in, like angst and anxiety. It's clonopin, same thing that Jordan Peterson got addicted to. It's an anti-anxiety um, medicine. Yep. It's an okay. anti-anxiety medicine and it was prescribed by a doctor just for sleep. Isn't it funny how doctors just love handing out drugs? Like they do. Like they, they do. don't, they don't even care about solving the problem. They're just like, you know what? There's a, here's a pill. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they would have handed it to me and said, this is one of the most highly addictive drugs in the United States, minus benzodiazepines or minus uh, opioids. Like I probably would have gone, okay, maybe we should, maybe we should go the natural route. But I just, I had, you know, I was in so much pain and like, I was in so much just confusion and questioning at that point in my life where I just was like, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen? And then I, and then I just kind of did what men do to women. I was like, I'm just gonna go out and have a good time and, and use them and lose them. And that's mm-hmm. what I did until, um, it's kind of and, derogatory, but they call that a, <laughs> call that a hoe face, right? I mean, <laughs> I know you talk about it and that's fine. I admit it. I will admit to the whole thing. I, I, I'm not even judging. I mean, that's, no, no, no. I know I've heard it and it's true. And I yeah. did, and I admit to it. And, um, and then I kind of hit rock bottom and realized that there was some, some deep seated trauma. I know you had seen, it was funny. You'd made that comment, like who hurt you? I'm like, Ugh, a lot of people, a lot of people had hurt yeah. me and I had hurt myself. So I stopped and, said, this is, I got to stop this. If I want to have a relationship with a man, I better stop mm-hmm. and figure out who you guys are and learn how to get along with you. Because it's like, you can't go digging for gold and not read the manual on how to dig for gold. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Yeah, that makes sense. It, and you, you had to go, you had to do a little bit of rehab and you even moved out of state. <laughs> oh, that's harsh, <laughs> right? Like You're like, man, you really, I did. I left. Well, I was in Texas. No, I mean, I the, all home. this stuff is good though, because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize that sometimes you have to like remove yourself from, from certain people. Yeah. Like yeah. You, I have, uh, I love my family, but they are toxic as hell. I just spent the weekend with like my extended family members and, uh, like my, my great uncle, right. Sitting there just three sheets to the wind. And he's like, Oh, Mr. Paul over here likes to work out. He thinks he's going to live to be a million years old. And, and I'm just like, what is your deal? He's like, I, I never thought that working out meant anything. And here I am. I'm 84. Uh, you know, and I'm just like, 
<laughs> you know what? This is why we don't hang hang out, Uncle Louie. You know <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, but but you know, like I've had to learn to separate myself from certain people and 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 you know, family members. You can't completely cut ties with them some of the time, so you just have to like really limit yourself. But it's great to remove yourself from situations like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm not judging at all. Like you, moving out of state was probably a smart idea. Yeah, I mean, I had a condo. That. I had my condo. I had my my friends, like it was, you know, constant kind of reminders of this like old life that I had. Mm. And and my family is good. I mean, we have our, we have our toxicity sometimes, but for me, I needed to get back to Arizona to kind of, that's where I grew up. I just needed kind of some, I don't know, some cohesion or, or some normalcy. Like I just needed my life to just be kind of boring for a little while while I like worked on myself and and, and realized that a lot of my issues and a lot of my trauma had come from losing my dad at a young age, um, you know, just not, not knowing how to rely on a man and picking men, you know, staying with men because you try and get your validation and your worth from them. And they're just real shitty. <laughs> mm. You don't leave because you just think like, I don't, you know, this is my, this is maybe what it is. This is what I deserve. Or this is the only model that I've had of what a, a man looks like. And and that's it. You just, you start forming these, these belief systems really young and subconsciously they rule your life until you, until they don't, mm-hmm. until, until they don't. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, you mentioned me uh, saying uh, who hurt you. Um, I get that a lot in my comments. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of men in the space get that. It's a very dismissive comment. Uh, but the funny thing is about it is, um, at least for men, uh, and certainly some women, but, but without that kind of pain, you don't go looking for the right answers. You know, mm-hmm. you just keep doing what you've always done and you never learn your lesson. But so like pain is sort of necessary. And I, I think, I think it's so ridiculous when people comment that like, Oh, who hurt you as if they have never been hurt. You know, I mean, you don't make it if you, yeah, I mean, I feel for the people that have never had to experience that. Like, good. How is that? How are like, it's either it scares me because I'm going, wait, are you, do you not have like the emotional depth to go there? Or like, have you just really never experienced pain? Like it just, or you're just too um, egotistical to like admit it. Like you, you don't want to be vulnerable and share with people. Like I think yeah. that's what that is. I think that's what it yeah. is. Everyone's experienced pain uh, in one form or, or another. And I, I don't think, I mean, some people haven't experienced the kind of pain that sends them on like this life journey though, like the, of, yeah, of, that's of, true. Ex, of experience, but, um, but everyone's had their heart broken at least once. But it's usually mm-hmm. like the one, like one person. There's usually one origin story, one mm-hmm. Batman origin story for all of us in this space. And it sounds like this this uh, situation in 2017 was was your Batwoman story. Yep, that was it. <laughs> that was the flashing, the flashing light going. Get get help, help me or help me, someone. <laughs> yeah. You uh, so you also read a hundred books on relationships. I read a lot of books. Did you actually count them? Is is it actually a hundred or was that just a a number arbitrarily thrown out? I mean, it's probably more at this point, but I mean, yeah, I read anywhere from Peter Levine's work on somatic experience and how we hold stress in the body to Pia Melody. She does codependency work. Um, I read the book. I would, I read AA I've, I've read. Yeah. I went on a rabbit hole cause I didn't date for two years. Like I took a time out just to like stop. And then, um, I mean, and, and so that leads me to this, right? So I, when I was looking for books on understanding men, mm-hmm. like besides, you know, okay, you have like Mars and Venus and you have I don't think there's another one that's like a, the handbook for women. And like, it's got some stuff in there about how, you know, men really thrive on appreciation, but like there's, there's really not a lot out there on mm-hmm. you guys. And I don't know if you know that, but um, the only person that I found Alison Armstrong, I, whom I stumbled upon, who does a lot of work with Tony Robbins. She's studied you all for 
25 years. I mean, and she has amazing insight into how you think, what makes you tick, you know, a lot of how women are, their actions and how men's response to those actions are. Like sometimes we don't realize like what we do kind of triggers a response from you. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot out there. So I read a hundred books and then, but then when I was looking for books on men to understand you and how you think, I like couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> like, why is that? Is yeah. there not a mark? Is there not a market for it? Do people not care? Like, are people? I think that's what it is. I think that are women not interested. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a I, there was a, a gentleman I had on the podcast earlier this year. He's really big in the men's space. Uh, his name is Rich Cooper, and mm-hmm. he he wrote a book called The Unplug Alpha. But he's he's famous for always saying that you know women don't care about your struggles. They wait at the finish line and date the winners, you know? Mm. And I think that's, it, it, it might not be conscious, but I think that's very much a subconscious reality for a lot of women. They just, they don't care about men's struggles. So they're not going to go research what men think because mm-hmm. they don't care. <laughs> it, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually finding, you know, as I'm doing this social media thing, my original intent was to speak to women. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what I'm finding is that I'm, you know, this, I didn't even know what a pick me was. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what these terms were, you know, misogynistic, the misogyny is alive and useless. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> because I, because I'm talking about four traits that, you know, uh, reasons why not to talk to a man a certain way. Like it, it's just kind of boggling to me. So I'm, I'm shifting now to, to, helping men potentially because they're they're interested and they're like well maybe maybe there are women out there that want to understand us and so i want to help them get to their best elevated self so that when they do recognize a woman like me or a woman like emily or a woman you know lauren advocate there's there's quite a few of us now that have become friends and that all think the same way that we we want to understand men so the percentage of women that want this is very, very small. So mm-hmm. I don't want to ignore them. I don't want to turn my back on them and say, okay, I'm out. But at the same time, if my audience is going to be men, then I want to give them something. And they're asking me like, how do, okay. So then how do I find a woman that will appreciate me? And I want to answer those questions. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, le- I'm kind of leaving the woman behind, unfortunately. So you're no longer speaking to women you're giving men the keys to the kingdom is what maybe i think (laughs) this just this is this is new press release like just on the docket you know after yeah i mean my account got banned from posting for seven days on tiktok so it's i've been forced to um to make some some decisions are you are you in a ban at the time of this recording yep (laughs) okay yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you about that because it's like you've had explosive growth since mm-hmm. you started. Like you said, back in February, you have how many? Like 200 and- 237,000. Right. Since February, which is astronomical. It took me, <clears throat> it took me last year until June to get to 30,000. And then I got banned. And, <laughs> and then uh, I had to start all over from scratch. And I still haven't wow. gotten back to where I was last year in June. Wow. And that's not sad. No. It, yeah. It's, and it's just, I'm, I'm constantly fighting shadow bands. I'm constantly fighting, uh, you know, being put in TikTok jail. And, mm-hmm. um, one thing though, that I've, I've, I've really tried this go around to like color within the lines. So I don't get put in, uh, upload bands as often, mm-hmm. but I learned that if you get put in a band, you really need to space out uh, or not put in a band. Uh, when you get a, a video flag, you really need to space out that time between community guidelines violations or else. Cause if you get too many in a small right. period of time, that's when you get the permanently banned. Uh, well, and, and what they're reporting me for right is harassment or bullying and it has, it's not even, it has nothing to do with that. But now I realize, you know, I did put out one about, I'm sure you'll find this amusing, but you know, I, I did put one out about the trans community and how um, you can't talk about them. <laughs> I uh-uh. guess not. They I that my, shall not I be named. Yeah. 
well, and, and then I, you know, put one about Amber Heard and, but look, I mean, the truth is, is as a woman, I, um, I have, I have a real hard time with supporting a, a man getting our awards and men competing in our sports. It's like, we've worked so hard to get to where we are as women and we continue to work hard. And I don't believe that necessarily the patriarchy exists. Unfortunately, that's not been a thing for me in my life. And I have a big corporate job. I've worked my way up the ranks. I've made sacrifices like men have. I have done what I needed to do in corporate America and have gotten where I need to be gotten to. But I, this whole patriarchy, the feminism, the, all of this, the climate right now is just very confusing. And if you stand up against it and you're a woman, ooh, forget it. Like, yeah. that's it. You are, you are, you're banned. So I, I thought, well, it's time to shift. And I've gotten a good following now on TikTok and now YouTube and Instagram are next because I can at least speak freely on YouTube and not get in purgatory. <laughs> yeah, I purgatory. haven't. I haven't had any flags on, on YouTube at all. Knock on wood. I have had some uh, dings on Instagram, but that's just mm -hmm. because of like uh, silly memes I put out there, you know, but yeah, um, but it's, it's n nowhere near as bad as TikTok. One of the reasons why I got banned last year was um, there was this whole trend going around last year about being super straight. I don't know if, you're familiar mm -hmm. with that. It was hilarious. It was just a big joke though, right? It was, no one was taking it seriously, really. And what happened was some trans person put out a video saying, well, if you're, if you won't date a trans woman, then you're a transphobe. And this guy, so this guy stitched that video and he goes, look, oh my. look, if uh, I like, I, th that's a preference, but if, if, you guys want to play that game, then fine. I am super straight. I identify as super straight. I own, that means I only date biological women. And if you don't like it, then you're, you know, you're, a, you're a, was it super straight phobic or something, right? That's it was just hilarious. like, this, it, it blew up. And so it, we ended up having, they ended up having their own flag, you know, it was like black and orange and there was, there was music written about it. And it, so there's this whole super straight trend. And I put out a couple of videos coming out as super straight and uh, all of my super straight videos got, got taken down and flagged for bullying. And it's just so sad, you know, cause in, in the funny thing about the, the trans community um, and competing in sports, it's like, in, like in the women that support that it's like, don't, are, ladies, do you not understand what they're saying that men are better women than you are? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what it's saying, right? Yeah, I, I just, so the video that I did was uh, 2001, I believe, um, the towers fell, Glamour gave the woman of the year award to a police officer who had lost her life in the towers. And, um, you know, it was fast forward 16 years later, you know, you got Laverne uh, Cox got the award for woman of the year. And then you had Caitlyn Jenner get the award for woman of the year. The, the fallen officer's husband gave the award back to Glamour and said, you just take it back. You know, I don't want anything to do with this. You just mm -hmm. made a mockery of, of my dead wife. And I just kind of, I thought I would shake that man's hand if I saw him. And that has nothing to do with me being against the trans community. Yeah. has nothing to do with it. You live your life the way you want to live your life. You be happy. If that means that you want to identify as a woman, then great. But, but don't tell me that it is that you have walked the shoes. You have walked in the life of, of being a woman. And like, you have experienced all these things. Like, and some women will say, well, they've had it harder. And I'm like, okay, so now it's a competition. Like right. you're, <laughs> I just, I find it to be very hypocritical and very, this, this ultra left feminism movement, which, which is really degrading women in general, calling us birthing people call, you know, oh, yeah, for, for Mother's uh, Day. milk, it's, it's... milk feeders or something. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> So it's, yeah. it's a clown world that we're living in. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, a clown world. It's, it's, it's it's nuts. Let's let's go back to your videos a little bit though. So, okay, your your videos are pretty well produced. Uh, good lighting. You have the same red background all the time. Um, and, and you said this is you've never done this before. 
because I, I mean, was like, because because I, 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 I my initial thought was, oh, she's she's made content. She's a content creator. She's done this before. She's just doing a new niche. No, no, no. no. I was. I mean, I'm in marketing. That's my job. For, ah, I work for that was going to be my next question. If that if that wasn't it, yeah, <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot. But I I work in corporate America, and I work for a, a very well known pharmaceutical company. I'm sure people can find it out on my LinkedIn, but I've learned that it's a completely different form of marketing, but I've learned a lot in that process. I just, I'm a musician on my off time. As you can see, I have mm. instruments hanging and pianos and I was a, um, an actor in, in school and did opera. And so I have, I, I'm not camera shy, but I just got on literally having something i just thought i'm just gonna get on here and, and have something to say mm -hmm. um and i i that's it that's all i did and all of a sudden i just i didn't realize at first uh well at first i put a video out there that that said you know men aren't necessarily all to blame for for cheating in their relationship now I, I wish I would have worded that a little bit differently now that I look back because it's gotten me some pretty it, good press, bad press, right? They say like bad press is good press. Yeah. It blew up my account, um, but it also created a lot of discord and not, it's not what I meant. There's, you know, there were reasons behind what I said, but the minute that you say that a man is not necessarily at fault for stepping out of his relationship, even though divorce is against men, even though divorce courts and, you know, losing their children, losing half their income, their wives not sleeping with them, like, even though all these things happening, like, there's just there's a lot of things that we need to consider, mm -hmm. and be a little bit more compassionate about. But that video got a lot of slack got got on what's her name, Kaylee Cressa's, you know, that woman, she's, um, she just tears down men. Yeah, she's good. That got some. Got oh, some I know. Uh, Drew. F Drew. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think we, we chatted offline about that. I, block i preemptively blocked yep. her because i've i've got her army of trolls that will just tag her in the comments i'm just like <laughs> i blocked her losers yeah me too they <laughs> yeah they come after me too so i just think you know i i started out i said some controversial things not on purpose i was just talking didn't really think that it was going to get you know and i think tiktok recognizes it as as controversial and they'll push it out no matter whether it's good or bad um I wish that was the case because I'll put out controversial stuff that'll just totally flop, and then yeah. I'll put out something that's totally dumb, and I'm like, "This is what this is what's blowing up." Like, it's weird. There's no rhyme or reason. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Um, but you know, the red background I think helps. It's catchy and it's kind yeah. of again just branding. And I red's my favorite color, as you can see. Once again, like mm -hmm. I just thought I ordered. I went on Amazon. Sixteen ninety nine red background looks good to me. Like yeah, I was just, so you have like a like a backdrop that you sit in front of and like a uh, like a ring light and oh you, oh this, oh look at that we're on the set live on the set. <laughs> I was like making sure that my computer was turned so you wouldn't see it. Yeah. Um. I for, I for, for those listening on yet. audio, she just turned the camera over to her her uh, million dollar set. <laughs> It's literally Velcro yeah. on the top of my pictures. <laughs> years ago, years ago, I did uh, a tech show, a uh, tech show on YouTube that did pretty well. And uh, I was doing a green screen at that time. And that became a, a huge pain in the butt, though, because I had to after I'd film, I'd have to go through and do the chroma king. And it would take me hours to edit mm -hmm. a video and just became such a, a big production that when I decided to do this podcast, I was like, I'm not doing all that. Um, I'll, I'll talk to people, it's a lot of work, but it's going out. It's just going, it's going yeah. out as is. And it's, it's been it's, more fun. People don't realize how much work this is. I mean, I had no idea. And with a full-time job, you know, it's, it's turned into now it could potentially be something very different than when I thought it was, you know, where mm -hmm. I, maybe I could do this as a living, but it's, you know, I wake up at five, I grind, I go to work, I, I write my scripts after work, I read, I want to make sure that I'm actually putting out content that isn't just me spouting off some opinions. Like I actually do, I've, I look at my bookcase over here and there's, there's 20 books I'm going through right now, just trying to explain points that have been researched. So it just takes a lot of time to like actually put out quality stuff.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could tell by the by the quality of videos that you put out. It's not just uh, the the random trash like that I put mm -hmm. out, but <laughs> with Thank zero you. research, zero research. No, I'm just kidding. I I read books. I read books. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. So you put out uh, you're putting out a series now on what uh, your taste in music says about you as a man uh, and. <laughs> what gave you the idea to do that? Like, it, it, by the way, your your country one is pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's just my brother uh, is a. I have no idea where I got this idea from. I just I've dated you know I've dated different types of people, and I I dated a guy who was just super into like metal music and um you know in his forties, and then like I found out he you know he had like a drinking problem and had some childhood trauma that wasn't resolved and you know he kind of used music like tool and all this like hard metal that he would listen to and it was just it was just kind of indicative of like his personality my brother one of my other brothers I have four brothers that's why I love men so much my brothers are amazing um but my one of my other brothers also likes metal and I was telling him the idea and he just he just couldn't stop laughing he was like oh my god you're just that's hilarious like people will people will identify with that and I wish I would have I just literally put it out. Now I'm taking my time and going through because I'm doing one on folk. I'm doing one on, you know, Dave Matthews band type of, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of true. Dave Matthews like, guys. Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so I'm going to get hate comments for that. They're like, what's wrong with Dave Matthews, bro? Like in the, like, they're like those, those are the guys that, you know, like we'll go to like, oh yeah, man, Red Rocks, Colorado. Like we'll go, we're going to plan we got to go to every con like they're, they're just constantly going and then you have like your edm guys who will who will go to yeah like can't can't wait to drop some acid and go to the, you know did you bring the baggie with, for the girls dude like they're just they're just there's certain types of people that gravitate towards the subculture and mm -hmm. i've dated a guy who who yeah let's let's who wanted to go to festivals and dress up in a bunny suit and drop some acid i was like Wow, more power to you, buddy. That sounds like, great. <laughs> uh, so what what does it say about me that I like pretty much all genres of music except polka? Okay, that's good. Polka. I don't like polka. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where I draw the line. I would draw the line there too. <laughs> you're you're diverse. You're open. You're open to you know different views, and you're not. You're not um, confined to you know one belief system. I think I think it's great. I listen to tons of different music. I listen to Christian music, and I'm not a Christian. Like I listen to whatever. It just depends on what mood I'm in. So it's just it's tough, right? You want to make general. We make a lot of. I make a lot of generalizations. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. I'm putting you in a box, and you know <laughs> if you listen to everything, then that's cool. But this is just kind of it's funny. It's like. I, I saw another woman do a, a content on what car you drive, you know, if you drive an F-150, if you drive a Mustang, like, and she was, it was pretty funny. It was, you drive yeah. a Subaru that like makes a lot of noise and you put sub, you know, whatever those things, was it subwoofer? That was, no, that's a, what are the things called that makes a lot of noise? Yeah. Subwoofer. Yeah. That's, this is a woman. Yeah. Like you're, you're just, that's the type of guy you are. Like you, you might measure your thing with a ruler. Like, I don't <laughs> Uh, well, what does it say? Stuff. What does it say about people who who do listen to polka music? I mean, I haven't done that one yet. I have to think <laughs> through that. That's that's. Uh, I, I imagine like suspenders and a and a top hat, or you know, I imagine I imagine you're very you're very you're sensitive. You're a very sensitive man who likes to <laughs> <laughs> likes to, <laughs> very beta very beta man. Hey, there's a man out there for everybody. Sure. Sarah, I I think like I don't know the only exposure to polka I've ever had was through uh, Weird Al Yankovic, you know, because yeah, he always had his parody songs, but then he would throw in polka music, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> so I imagine where'd nerdy he people. Go? He where'd he go? Yeah, that's what I said. Like so that's like, he still tours. He still tours. Wow. He was just in uh, Grand Junction, uh, I think last year or two years ago. That's cool. Good for him. He made polka. <laughs> he made polka a thing. Yeah. So um, going back to feminism, we talked about that a little bit. You've done some videos where you basically are like, I, you're, you're not a feminist. You're, you're not a big fan of the feminist no. movement, but 
So like on its surface, it seems like a good idea, right? Like mm -hmm. women can vote now, women can work, uh, like you work in the corporate environment, you know, but where do you think feminism, feminism went wrong? I think feminism went wrong the minute that we shifted to having to uplift a woman, you must place your foot on a man. Mm -hmm. you 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 there, you know we can't we can't both uplift each other we can't both you know go after the c-suite jobs and have it my i have a great saying you know make it be based off of merits not makeup mm -hmm. right let let's let's both go after these opportunities and whoever gets it gets it but now i, I just think we've we've lost the meaning of what the power of true femininity, like femininity is. We are, there is a crisis, I believe, with masculinity and women. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if you are looked upon as weak if mm -hmm. you are feminine. We've yeah. lost the fact that really who, who rules the world <laughs> really is beautiful, soft, feminine women. And you will find, you will find one of those women behind a good man. You will find, you know, you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, the Bush dynasty. Like I, I have a massive respect for these women who my godmother, who basically controlled my godfather for 50 years, but she did it with grace mm -hmm. and with kindness. And when he got a little too out of control, she'd reel him back in. She taught me what it was truly to be to be truly a, a feminist right and now it's like we've lost this meaning where we're okay let's just yell at the top of our lungs to try and get what we want let's just let's just come out with these this ideology and if you're against it even your own sex can't even stand up against it mm -hmm. without getting major backlash so we've we've gone we've gone awry in many different areas. One, I think, again, we cannot, we cannot make it about standing on the necks of our, of our men. We have to uplift them as well. And we also can't, we've lost, we've just lost what femininity means in today. And I think that's why there's a lot of, I think that's why there's a lot of things going wrong, especially in the dating world. Yeah. Yes. It's fascinating. Cause it's like the, uh, the feminists, <clears throat> they, in order to, gain more power or whatever did have to become more masculine and then you know when they're competing in the the workforce with other men i, I feel like a lot of them think that they have to be more masculine mm -hmm. and then simultaneously because of the feminist movement society's telling men not to be so masculine and to be mm -hmm. more sensitive and and stuff like that and so we end up having a another problem where we're raising defective boys that we have we're right. basically raising uh not defective boys but they're being raised as defective women yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and and, so and and when you listen to jordan peterson right i i feel i feel him like to my core like i heard him and as a woman there's a lot of women that don't like him especially in southern california let me tell you that yeah but when i listen to him i just i yeah i don't agree with five percent of what he says but 95 percent of what he says and I've, I've read his book i read 12, 12 rules for life because it was just a good book mm -hmm. regardless of whether you were a man or, or a woman but the you know he gets emotional when you say toxic masculinity and i 100 agree with him because yes there's a small portion of the population that will rape and that will pillage and that will murder and all that but but that does that mean that 95 percent of men are are like that absolutely not and masculinity is what we need. And, and there's, I don't know if there's anything toxic about it. Like yeah. we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for toxic masculinity, like going to war, killing, you know, standing up for like these men go to war for us. Mm -hmm. And you, you guys have, you guys are just underestimated. And I think, yeah, we've, we've, we've really done a number. And I did a video on that as far as emasculating men, you know, I used to, I used to do it and I didn't know I was doing it until, until I did. And until mm -hmm. I stopped and realized that I have so much more power and I have so much more, I don't know, like control 
over, I don't want to say control, but a, a partnership with my man. If I'm not emasculating him, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm actually allowing him to be the man. And of course he's, he's going to want to take my input. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be some submissive, like, okay, honey, whatever you say. Like, yeah. Th- and that's the problem. I think women think that if you're not this way, then you have to be this way. Right. Like it's black and yeah. white. Black and white. You're either yeah. ultra, you know, ultra feminine and going back to Mad Men 1950s or you're, you're ruling the household. Yeah. See, it, it, that, that brings up a good point. I, I put out a lot of videos where I talk about uh, don't ask your, your, your wife or your girlfriend, like where she wants to eat. Just tell her, right. I'm, mm-hmm. Hey, we're having steak tonight. You know, grab your, mm-hmm. grab your fancy shoes or whatever. And, um, and a lot of like some women will get really mad about that. The comments. Oh, oh like we don't get a say and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're, you're missing the point here though. Like what I, what I found when I started doing that was one, I don't have the stupid, where do you want to eat? conversation ever never Mm -hmm. right and it's not that i'm being controlling it's just that i'm being decisive and so i'm picking where i want to eat and i just tell her and she 99.9 percent of the time is like yeah let's do it let's go like she doesn't care Mm -hmm. but she's learned it that that's what i'll do so if she really does want to eat somewhere she will suggest it she'll say Mm -hmm. hey hey tomorrow night let's go eat so so and so and i'm like perfect like i don't I'm not just being a control no. jerk. No, but, but yeah. we we never have that conversation of uh, what do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you uh, you know that's that annoys everybody. Yeah, everybody hates that conversation. You know, even women like because they're like just yeah. pick a place. You know, it, and and what I learned when I was doing my research on men, right, is that you all like to be really efficient. Mm-hmm. You're very like you're you're very driven by you know my time is efficient my energy is efficient. You know, you view things as kind of like in my day, uh, is it worth it to do it or not? And I think the, the conversation of where we're going to dinner, if it takes 20 minutes to you guys, you're like, this is not worth it. Like this is a, an expenditure of energy, just like going shopping with us, mm-hmm. which you can't stand. <laughs> like, no. It's a, right. Because it's a yeah. waste of time. A hunter like goes in, hunts for the black shirt and gets that, like gets the heck out of there. So once I learned that and I learned like, it's not about, it's not about me. I'm not taking it personally. It's just that, that they want to be, he wants to be efficient. And furthermore, that you guys want to make us happy. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what a lot of guys, they, they don't, they really don't care where they want to eat. That's Mm -hmm. why they want you to decide because they want you to be happy and they don't want to hear you complain about it. But it's like, guys don't understand that if they just picked a place, they would just be happy. And then, mm-hmm. and, and, and then yeah. she, she actually likes that you're being decisive and then she's happy and it's all magic and rainbows after that. Yeah. And, and I will say until I embraced kind of that space, right. Where I was able to let a man lead and let him make decisions. Mm-hmm. It would feel, it would feel very like push and pull and kind of like this tug of war and there are some things where I'm now willing to, to have a discussion about. And there's some things where I'm like, you know what, this is not worth it. I'm just going to let him make it like, I'm going to let him make this decision. And, and it just works. Like it mm-hmm. just works out. And you, sometimes you lead, sometimes they lead. Like it's just, it's a flow. It's a balance. Yeah, it could, it could certainly balance out. Um, we got time. Uh, so you have another series on double standards between men and women. Mm-hmm. And this, I think one of these is one of that I is one of the ones that I first saw um, because one of them was duetted by dudes. <laughs> when you asked <laughs> if they wanted to, if they wanted to know a double standard, they said, Nope. And then they just turned <laughs> to start playing video games. And I, it became must, a meme. It became a meme. I, yeah. I saw, I must've seen like at least a dozen of those duets where guys just are like, nope. And then they just went to play video games. And I'm just, I was just like, uh, I don't, I don't think that's what she had in mind, but what, what was your initial reaction to those duets? I thought, well, I didn't see the video. I mean, I saw people doing the video game ones and I saw the music, there's music ones where they'd go, nope. And then they go play, you know, music. I thought it was the, I think it's because they thought I was going to, 
say the opposite, mm. you know, the double standard about, you know, I was going to point out women and how we have the double standard. So I just think it was funny because if one guy commented, he goes, oh, I actually went and I watched the full video and she's actually speaking for us guys. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, well, that was the point. <laughs> but they didn't even watch it. They just, they heard they the first two seconds it. and they're like, that's yep. it. I'm, that's it. I'm, I'm stitching this video and oh it's hysterical and i love i've become really good friends with um his name is jam jam music or jam our music he's used probably 20 of my videos to make to make stitches out of and i he tells me every time we tag each other now i have a friend you know commenters that say jam do a, do a video to this one and it's i'm like look i again like i'm a true i'm a true lover of men i'm a true supporter i think your sense of humor is hysterical. You know, you're dry, you're crass sometimes. I just, I just think you're funny and it's, it's just funny. Take a joke right. again. Like just take a joke. It's TikTok women, for crying like, out loud. Yeah. TikTok. Like it's just funny. Um, going back to uh, what you were saying about how you used to emasculate men. Mm -hmm. uh, you do have, you have a, a video where you talked about how, used to criticize like how they did housework, uh, comparing them to other men. Did the books you read help you realize you were doing that? And then do you ever find yourself falling back on old habits where mm -hmm. like, cause, cause like for me, um, I've had to try to reprogram how I interact with women you know, uh, completely like over the last two years, it's been a work in progress. Probably one of the reasons why I have this podcast and I have to be very conscious about my interaction with, with my girlfriend. And mm -hmm. every once in a while I'll, I will catch myself slipping into old habits or like wanting to slip into an old habit. And then I'll, I'll, I'll realize it and hold, you know, hold myself back or, or sometimes it'll, something will slip and then I'll have to like, sort of course correct or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, cause it's hard to undo what, uh, like 30 plus years of, of programming, you know? Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm 37. I'll, I'll own up to that. Um, so one, yes, I, sorry, there's ambulance going by. Um, yeah. So in the past, I'd say in the last year is when I came upon this woman named Alison Armstrong. And she is this guru. She is a guru of on men. And I paid for her course, you know, 150 bucks. It was like 15 hours of listening and interaction. And, and she was the one that was like, it's not just, it's, it's not just about the harsh things that we do with men. It's about the little tiny small things that we do, you know, every day that are causing our men to feel less than. And that was, you know, I didn't realize that it wasn't him that was doing the housework on purpose to piss me off. It was that we had different standards and, you know, he saw things differently than I did and it didn't, it didn't bother him to leave the dishes in the sink for you know, uh, the whole day and then we come home and clean them. It's like, it's just having these little conversations that will, that will really help alleviate the tension and the communication issues between us. Um, I, I am, you know, really currently I'm single. I, I haven't been for the, this whole time, but I'm looking for, right. Like my relationship and I'm looking for that man, whatever he decides to show up. Um, and, and so I'm active, I actively do my best, you know, during my dating situations, I'm, I've gotten, pr I'm pretty good at it now, as far as understanding where, if I'm doing something that is, you know, usually it's when I'm triggered, usually it's when I'm feeling out of control, or I'm feeling scared, or I'm feeling like, you know, um, insecure, or it's really like, I trace it back to myself. And because if I'm having a reaction, I'm going, okay, what is, what is happening within me? Forget him for a moment. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Like I need to address what's happening with me. And then typically once I do that, I can get a hold of whatever is bothering me and really assess whether it's him or it's me. And a lot of the times it's just me 
having a reaction. I give myself 24 hours, right? Like take yourself. I don't make any decisions or anything. If I'm dating someone and I'm feeling a certain way, it's like, just take yourself out and calm down for a second and then address it later if it needs to. But a lot of times it's just a miscommunication and it's just a different standard of how, or, or how you see things versus how we see things as men and women. And Mm -hmm. it bothers me. And I think that's another reason why this, you know, a lot of people have become big on TikTok is because a lot of us, a lot of the times we are ignoring how gender roles play a part in our relationship. Like people have, people think that that's like a bad thing now or something. I don't really know, but I, I don't think it is. I think we don't talk enough about it. And I think that John Gray, who was the, you know, the founder of this Mars and Venus movement, he had damn good points. His books are still relevant today. And if I hate that we're, I was going to say, what's the um, biggest takeaway you got from uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I mean, besides the fact that like we see, (laughs) we see things completely different, you know, Mm -hmm. like the fact that men need time to process and think and need some time to, you know, collect their thoughts before they make decisions and women are emotional and you guys are logical. So if we, so we want to talk to you, we want, need to come to you with like facts. Yeah. My, my biggest takeaway from that book, that book is a real short read. If people want to read it. It's like a, on audio, it's like a two hour read, um, to our listen. I listened to it on my commute to Grand Junction one day and back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my biggest takeaway from that was that men and women, neither of them like unsolicited advice, but for mm-hmm. different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Like yeah. I was two hours. And that's what I got out of that book. It was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, nice. Cause like you also, I, I put out videos every once in a while talking about how, you know, women just want you to listen. They don't want you to solve their problems. And like mm-hmm. a lot of that comes is the the concept from that book too, you know? Yeah. And, they, and men don't want unsolicited. Yeah. Because it, it, it diminishes their ability to like be a problem solver, mm-hmm. like that you guys want to figure stuff out. And if we come in there offering advice, it's like, here, let me just, yeah. Let me just cut you off on the knees and yeah, again, emasculation, but we don't realize we're just trying to be helpful. We just, right. we just want to help and get you, get you to the answer. But again, well, little same, boys, same with men. Yeah. Men are problem solvers. So you come to us with a problem like, Oh, well, there's clear solution here. This is how you solve that, you know, but it, women don't want that either. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing I got out of that book. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're, we're pretty close to an hour here and I'm all out of questions. Uh, where can people find you online? Yeah. Go to TikTok. I just changed it today. Sarah Dawn Moore, um, YouTube, Sarah Dawn Moore. I just started and then, um, Instagram, Sarah Dawn Moore, and you're going to start seeing a lot more on, a lot more on YouTube, a lot more on Instagram. Um, I'm really trying to to really help men understand what an emotionally mature woman looks like and how to navigate this very interesting world of dating that we find ourselves in and and potentially how to how to help a woman who is ready to learn and who is ready to be in a really committed loving relationship. Um, you know, that's that's the type of advice that I'm going to be giving. So tell your viewers to come and find me and I'll be starting doing classes and group classes and all sorts of stuff. All right. Good stuff. I really want to build a community. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I'll put links to all this stuff in the, in the description. Sarah, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you. All right. I'll see you online. Yes, ma'am. Sarah, thanks again for joining me. You're welcome back anytime. You know, it's funny when I was writing up the questions for the interview, one thing that just, I can't get out of my mind. So I used to date, a gal named Sarah and uh, but she spelled it S A R A. And because of the Jimmy Fallon skit uh, where he's, he's dressed like a chick and he says, my name is Sarah. That's S A R A. Cause H's are ew. Like that's all I could think of whenever a chick spells her name, Sarah with an H I'm like, Sarah with an H H's are you anyway, stupid. <laughs> Great conversation today. Um, Guys, definitely give her a follow. In fact, she's got a bigger following than me. So so maybe it would be better if she told her people to follow me, right? That would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice change of pace. Um, 
at the time of this recording too, guys, I recently just launched my Patreon. Uh, you probably listened to the ad for it already, uh, but check it out. It's going to be in the description. It's also patreon.com slash come on man pod. Uh, join my community. I'm trying to build a community of like-minded guys, guys that want to reach that next level, guys that want to be better in life, right? And there's a lot of free forums out there. And the problem with those is it's a cesspool of cherry pickers and knowledge leechers. You know, it's like guys that don't really want to put in the work. They want to try to try to do things on easy mode and they never get the results that they want because they're not really invested. So this group will be for a group of guys that are totally invested. It's my private Discord server. And um, you, and you guys can literally say pretty much anything you want, as long as it's in, in my guidelines and my guidelines aren't even, aren't even that strict. You know what I mean? But, you know, one of the problems with being on like a Facebook group or whatever is you have to deal with Facebook's bullshit guidelines. And I'm not going to censor that kind of stuff in, in my discord channel. So check out my, my Patreon. There's also ways for you to be able to uh, talk to me directly, either in a group Zoom conversation or one-on-one. -on -one. So check it out, patreon.com slash come on man pod. And other than that, we'll see you guys here next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.